I mean, there were all sorts of options for things to happen, but it didn't really have anything specific. So I was like, you know, I'm going to get female with it. Was your your intent that Clem, our main character, is legitimately some sort of like prophesied savior? Hello and welcome, friends and lovers. Why did no? no I mean, we'll not over. yeah, not our wives, but I no, certainly not. It's got to be a lover. Hello and welcome, friends and colleagues. To Oh Shit Vampires, the Exquisite Corpse novella and podcast. Your one-stop shop for Exquisite Corpse literature, games, and podcast entertainment. I'm Clint Gage. I'm Evan Gausted. Is, is it making sense to you yet, the, the concept of this endeavor? You're talking to me or our friends and colleagues? Because I'll, uh, I'll never get it. Evan, I count you among my friends and colleagues. So, well, I suppose the answer is both. I'm asking both. That makes me feel better for my shortcomings. But I think I'm starting to piece it together a little bit. Um, I do feel like we got, uh, you know, this this um, this chapter that we're about to present. Um, it it's moving it's moving things forward and uh, and connecting some dots in, in the way you want with this kind of story experience. It is, yeah. We're we're looking at uh, chapter eleven this week. Chapter eleven that uh, Susie Henschel wrote, mm-hmm. uh, and it's. Is very fun, and I'm I'm happy to see it's it's fascinating to see like from the little writer's packet that we sent out to everybody like which detail gets picked up on in any given chapter. Right. It's it's just it's just fun. The one that she picked. We're not going to talk about it yet because we're going to talk to her about it here in just a second. Yeah. Any other business we need to get out of the way? I don't think so. I think that uh, this is you know um, we're heading into the home stretch. Uh, I'm delighted to present our little talk with Susie and her chapter. Susie Henschel is uh, is an incomparably funny woman, um, and I uh, we're we're lucky that we got her. And that's probably about it. Evan, she's right behind you right now. Susie, hey, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's great to meet you. I I Evan has is this whole time has been like, no, she's my friend. So. Oh, well, like, he's okay. very possessive. He's very yeah. possessive. I get so mad when he, he people gets, become friends with my friends and act he, like it wasn't because of me. He does. He does. Yeah. It's weird. And he's possessive. I mean, like, I've seen cats spray on things. It's like that. Yeah. It is exactly like that. Yeah. Which is why it's, it's just been nice being friends with him remotely more, though, than, than being in the same right. time. So. Safer so. That way. Right. You guys are yeah. like cyber bays. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We're getting. That's not honestly. That's not a bad way to put it. Yeah, no, it, feels, it feels right. But then mostly, this this isn't. This shouldn't be about us. This is no. about you. Yeah, this is Susie's and, time. And the chapter that you wrote, chapter eleven. Yeah, what a fun pro- what a fun project and what a great idea. I I well, thought I'm, it was such so so clever. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, well, we appreciate that. If I can speak on on both of our behalves, but that I'm glad you said it was fun because that leads to my first question. Did you have fun? Yeah, I had fun, and I liked the idea. I liked telling, like in conversation, when I was just doing it. It was just I told, you know, like, oh, I'm just writing this for this, you know, for for my friend, and everyone thought it was such a great idea. You know, not that I told everyone about your great idea, but you, know. you could have. It's okay. It's time to start telling people about our great idea. Now it's time for the world to know. That's what yeah. we're doing here, but. Everyone, I mean, I just thought it was such an original thing that it was very fun. Well, that's wonderful. Have you done Have you done any sort of book writing prior to this? And, and, and you I, know, these are very short chapters, so book writing is a I bit of a I have done, I have, yes. I it have. It comes through. 
but nothing dramatic or major. Uh, I've just done some stuff since just some self-published stuff. Same. Boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Us us Uh, too. That's why we're all here right now. Happily, happily we know, Uh we know some talented graphic designers. So they, if you were to buy them, they look like real books just on the outside. Really? Yeah. Which is, which is, a real pleasure but so the the idea of doing the exquisite corpse like you you got left with a first line in this chapter that is the most open-ended of all things it was so and it doesn't really have a when you read that ton to do with the previous chapter either it just says of all the possible problems across all the possible universes this was certainly the complication least likely to occur Exactly. So I, I, A, it gave me so much room to come up with whatever I wanted. And because the, the last chapter was sort of, it, it didn't give me ammunition for like something to, I mean, I mean, there were all sorts of options for things to happen, but it didn't really have anything specific. So I was like, you know, I'm going to get chicky with it. Mm. I'm going to get female with it. It's wonderful. Thank you for doing. <laughs> thank that. you for doing. Um, it. The, thank the you book so much for doing. Constantly that. needs a dose of that. Um, so Clint that and I felt out. it was important. It was important to have a female protagonist, and we were, well, we were very big, interested. Yeah, it was such a big part of the the backstory to me. You know, I was like, God, this that's a really big part of who this character is. So that she's chicky. Well, no, that she. I mean, well, you know, no, that, that there's a female protagonist, and that that she has this backstory that she left to go and be with him, you know, to, to be with this guy who turned out to be a, a dick. Yeah. If I'm, if yeah. I'm allowed to be a yeah, Richard. Yeah. You are. <laughs> <Real>. <laughs> big, big old Richard. So, so you sort of, that, that was one thing that I, that I like about this whole process is like what people decided to, to pick out of the little writer's packet that we sent. So it was it was her backstory and and that she she followed a boy out to California that that uh, that's jumped out. I thought that was interesting that she followed a boy to California. It didn't work out, but it was kind. I kind of was like, well, where's the guy? Where's the boy now? Where's I want him to come back. I was hoping in in my you know, I was hoping he'd come back. Well, look, uh, season season two, I can dream. You can absolutely drink. Exactly. You could even get a petition going. And I also loved referring to, I, and I'm so sorry, I can't remember the name of the girl who... who Elise, she, the vampire? Elise, and I, yeah. I loved referring to having her having Elise up her nose. I very much enjoyed making references to that. Because I thought that was funny. I don't know. Yeah. Like she was no, I, I do like that the, the previous chapter left the, the... Basically just left the dust of a vampire around uh, Clem. Yeah. But then outside of that, it was pretty well tied up in a bow for that chapter. And then he left you this incredibly open-ended first sentence. Did you, did you feel like it was sort of a challenge? Be like, Oh, you're going to leave me absolutely nothing to work with. Then like, I'll yeah, do whatever well, the not fuck like I you're going to leave me. It wasn't absolutely nothing to work with, but it was like, okay, something major has to happen. <laughs> something like really big has to happen. And I have to come up with it based on this, you know, limited information, which I thought was a fun 
challenge. You know? I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was very well done in that you, as opposed to making it like, and then the Martian nuclear weapon went off, as opposed to like going full bananas. It was, it was the least likely scenario tied back into the information you'd been given. Well, it was very smart, well executed. Thank you. And, you know, I like to bring gas station bathrooms into things, too. Whenever we, possible. Let's, I tell you what, let's do before before we get too let, into yeah. specifics, let's let's listen to the chapter. We're going to listen yep. to you read it real quick. Uh, oh. And then we'll come back and chat about it afterwards. Okay. Of all the possible problems across all the possible universes, this was certainly the complication least likely to occur. Silas and I drive in an awkward silence that seems to go on for hours. I don't know if he's pissed off about my meeting with Elise, or if he's starting to realize we're in over our head, but he seems detached. I wish I could read his mind. I open another bag of combos. I'm getting nervous, and when I get nervous, I eat. I need to know what's going on, though. Bloody tissues from my nosebleed are in little balls at my feet. I can tell they're annoying Silas, who keeps glancing over at them and making audible sighs. Finally, Silas breaks the silence that had seemed to go on forever. Things will get better when we pick up Jeff, Silas says. Then we'll have our photographer. Plus, you know, he's a pretty handy friend to have around. Very resourceful. All I can wonder is what he means by resourceful. Is he like MacGyver? Can he kill a dozen vampires with tweezers and a piece of scotch tape? Who is this Jeff person? Ugh, for some reason I feel anxious about it. A weird gut feeling. But my intuition tends to fuck me over, so I just try to think about something else. Like how the meeting with Elise could have been a tad less unpleasant. But mostly I keep kicking myself for not going back into the barn stocking up on booze, you know. Just in case. We stop for gas and a restroom break. I ask the attendant for a key to the ladies' room. He stares blankly at me for a beat and finally hands me the key. It's attached to a giant stake with a chain. Just in case, he says, winking at me. Ew, did he really just wink at me? Doesn't he realize I'm covered in dead vampire ashes and have a crusty, blood-stained nose? I walk around the mini-mart towards the ladies' room. I look over and Silas is cleaning up the car as it's filling up with gas, throwing out my bloody tissues and empty combo bags with a look of frustration and disgust on his face. I let myself into the bathroom. As far as off-the-highway gas station restrooms go, this has to be one of the most revolting ones I've ever seen. But at the same time, it's kind of a little oasis at this point. I splash water on my face to get any remaining Elise ash and my own blood off my face. The lights are buzzing and flickering. I go into the bathroom stall. Men have it so much easier, I'm thinking to myself, as I try to pee standing up as not to touch anything. There's tons of graffiti all over the walls. A lot of Vianon symbols and things like Jesco was here. Then I see something and almost fall right into the toilet. It's been scratched into the door. They will kill us before we kill them. We need you to save us, our only savior, Clem. What the fuck? I say out loud to nobody. This must be about someone else. Maybe this is some local gang stuff and their leader is named Clement. No, that's stupid. Also, if this is supposed to be some prophetic poetry, it sure sucks. Our only savior, Clem, rhyming with them? Seriously? I don't know what to think, but it managed to spook me nonetheless. I ran out of the stall as fast as I can with the key and stake with me, and I get into the car and lock the doors. Go!
I yell. Finally, Silas says, rolling his eyes. I thought you fell in or something. Don't you need to give the key back? He asks, looking at the gigantic stake it's attached to. For some reason, this amuses him. It's not funny, Silas. Just get us out of here. I scream as I cover myself in hand sanitizer. The winking gas station attendant starts running after the car, screaming to return the key, and takes photos of our license plate with his phone. When we are finally on the highway after thinking about it, I decide not to tell Silas about what I saw scrawled in the ladies' room. I must have been hallucinating. It was dark. I'm tired. I need a shower. I hate road trips. Silas is being weird. I just wanted to forget about it altogether. I open another bag of combos. Silas looks over at me and reaches in the back seat for a bag. Here, I got us some gas station hot dogs and some more snacks. I can't stand the sound of you eating combos anymore. He laughs. I don't know how he manages to keep the situation light. Maybe he's compensating. But he also seems nervous and weird, and it's making me feel nervous and weird. Silas, you said Jeff has a big country house, right? I ask, making it kind of obvious I'm about to request something. Yeah, why? He almost looks concerned. Well, maybe we can stay there a couple days and just, I don't know, regroup? I just want to sleep in a bed and pee in a toilet and eat something other than gas station food. I guess that's my definition of regrouping. Everyone I've ever known who has a country house in Vermont is rich, and a couple days at a fancy house with nice amenities would really benefit me at this point. He shakes his head. No time to be a princess, Clem. I sit there in silence, feeling defeated. Silas has the AM radio on with the news. We drive for hours just listening to one bad report after the next. I clutch my new stake, with the key still on it, of course, tightly to my chest as though a vampire is going to pop out of the glove compartment at any moment. Finally, we're in Vermont. It's clearly been just trashed by Vietnam. It's desolate. I begin to worry and Silas sees it on my face. It's okay, Clem. Jeff is staying in a very remote cottage on a lake. We'll be safe. And he's expecting us. Remote cottage on the lake. Hmm. Kind of think to myself. Reminds me of my last boyfriend. The one I followed up to Northern California. The one who ruined my life. (laughs) He went to visit his best buddy at his brand new country house. Probably one just like this. Ugh. How I wish social media didn't exist when I scrolled through Instagram and found dozens of photos of Christian and his friend, who seemed kind of like your garden-variety, bottled-service douchebag, surrounded by trampy girls with belly-button piercings in a hot tub on the lake. He came back and told me he fell in love with a cocktail waitress named Cindy, but she spelled it Sin, S-I-N, slash D. He was leaving, and he was so cold about it. To this day, I still blamed his friend. He seemed manipulative, and Christian wasn't so good at thinking for himself. Funny, for a minute I missed that period of my life. Feeling heartbroken, watching a lot of bad movies, throwing myself into work, swearing off men. It all seemed so normal in retrospect. How I longed for that normalcy again. But I knew things would never be normal ever again. We drive along a dirt road for miles, and we finally reach a gate. Let's see, Silas says as he scrolls through his texts with Jeff. Ah, here's the gate code. He enters it and the gate's open to this huge property. We drive down a long, narrow driveway to a beautiful house with all the lights on and loud music blasting. Hey, Jeff, we're here, Silas yells as we park our filthy car next to a shiny new Tesla. Finally, a voice from one of the many windows calls out. I'll be right down. 
Through all the windows in this opulent house, I can see a figure walking down the stairs and out the front door. Silas, old buddy, it's good to see you. Even during this shitstorm, he laughs as they hug bro style. Hi, I'm Jeff. You must be Clem. He politely extends his hand. This cologne is so strong I almost miss having Elise's ashes on my nose. Finally, we step into the house and into the light. When I get a second to really look at Jeff, I, I clutch my gas station key stake, as I've begun to call it, to my chest and I feel like I'm maybe going to faint. I mean, what are the odds? First the creepy poem in the bathroom and now this? I immediately recognize everything in this house. I had scrolled through photos of this house a million times, sending screenshots to my friends, making snide comments on it after Christian dumped me and I was on a little red wine bender. It's him, Jeff, the bottle service douchebag. There's two things that I want to talk to you about. And one we already touched on before we listened to the chapter is bringing back the boyfriend. And so bringing... The second one is that you suck. Yeah, bringing back... The, yeah, the second one is why. I think you're just horrible. Just sort of a vague <laughs> why. Um, no, but uh, but bringing, bringing this guy Jeff in, like the the douchebag from the Instagram photos that she cyber yes, after her Yes, yes, she looked it with all her friends. That that was such a fun sort of clever way to tie back her her backstory, I thought. Yeah, just a little a little chicky cattiness. That was kind of funny and that Jeff's the douchebag and I I don't know, it was I I was curious to see how they'd relate in future chapters too. You know that he's oh. this rich guy with this really remote lake house. Yeah. And they are, you know, covered in, you know, vampire ashes <laughs> with their gas station key. Yeah. So let's we'll get we'll get back to the what what you hoped to set up and what you hoped would happen. But let's talk about our gas station visit, um, yeah. because <laughs> because it was a great choice. You got to go to gas stations. It's a it's a road trip. Um I don't know. I'm excited to hear what you what you thought of. So talk to me about the key and if you how much you cared about that and then and then we'll talk about your poem. Your wall your wall poem. <laughs> yeah. My wall well, The wall poem was my second thing, by the way. The so. key well the key I just thought was funny because every time you go I mean, I don't I try to avoid gas stations, but they always give you such a big obnoxious keychain so to have it be like a spike for killing vampires which is funny i just thought it was funny i thought it was funny that she kept it you know kind of i in my opinion subconsciously took it because she needed it and then mm. the and then you know so i thought that was funny it was just like the norm for that man like just to have it just in case and then the poem in the bathroom <laughs> Well, what I thought was funny was that it all it sucks. It's like the stupidest phone and everybody and like Jessica was here and it's spelled wrong. And then it's like our savior Clem and even Clem thinks it's stupid. Yeah. She's I like, like you yeah. having Clem Go call on, it wrote out. This. Like yeah. this is real. Like these people are stupid. <laughs> like the, the idea that maybe this is some local gang stuff. <laughs> like her it's first some local like, stuff, but there's somebody that believe knows Clem is uh, has some important role in this. Yeah, so. so that that would be my next question. Did you because that's part of the fun of of writing these chapters and knowing somebody else is going to have to deal with the stuff you set up. <laughs> yeah. Like the idea was your your intent that like 
it, that it wasn't a misunderstanding that Clem, our main character, is legitimately some sort of like prophesied savior or something. I that, kind of, in a way, was trying to imply that, like that yeah. Clem was meant to be in that car doing exactly what she was doing, and she was supposed to see that. So somewhere, somehow, somehow, some people had her like as their little you know, beacon of hope. She's, she's been groomed for this for generations. She's been groomed for many, many, many centuries. There's a, there's a, a Dune reference that I trying, uh, that I would just fail to make correctly, but it, it's, it's a nerdy thing about the Benny Jesuit, I think is what I was trying to get at. The point is the joke was never going to work. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, we've got, we've got a vampire killing stake attached to a key, which is, Delightful. We've got a we've got a poem that you know we can do whatever we want with, but you've already you've you've established it and called it out as not being good, which is real, which is very well. Clem did not like it. She did not She's think that was a good poem about She's her. Into punctuation. She's a writer. She's a and, writer. Yeah, um, she knows. And then we've got we're back home at the house of the the bottle service douchebag. What were you? Did you have did you have hopes for the next chapter? Thoughts? Any direction you were trying to give, or thought thought you might be uh, as, seeing as somebody? Far as, what's, as far as the friend with the 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 douche bro? Yeah, just anything anything you were like, ooh, and they can do this with what I've given them that may or may I not have happened. No, I wanted I ideally somehow wanted her to have some sort of closure with with uh, Jeff. Mm, mm-hmm. I wanted there mm-hmm. to be some sort of closure or some sort of no, he it's not what you think it was. And then Jeff comes back and peace is made. I don't I don't know. I wanted just something dramatic. Yeah. But in some way she's vindicated, you know. Or or yeah. she just gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> That was my other idea. Yeah, one of one right of these there. is we're gonna talk to one of one of the writers at some point and be like, I was fully expecting her to die in the next chapter. And it's like, yeah, I was just gonna six. kill everybody like, just as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you could have done it. You could have done it. I don't think we we told you not to do that. That that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, I so um, I do want to ask you too about the first sentence you left for the next for the subsequent writer. Mm-hmm. Which was who could have known I stole more than a gas station bathroom key? Yes. Which is fun and mysterious. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because at first you think it's just a steak, and I think maybe that 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 steak had some uh, history. It already had blood on it, so who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, and who knows uh, where that key also goes, other than that gas station. That sh- shitty Chevron, sorry. That crappy Chevron. I thought you were apologizing to Chevron there for a second. Susie, the, the book is called Oh Shit Vampires, so it's okay if you say. Well, you I say have shit. a lot of children that tune in. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, Don't but, um, Most of my social media presence is with the tween and under crowd. Yeah, they're so. like tweens. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I didn't kill her. I didn't kill her. <laughs> didn't kill her. That would I felt like I was too new to make such a bold choice. I mean, chapter eleven, you know, we can do whatever we want. I think I I appreciate that. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad she survived, personally. Yeah, in that in that the book continued. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, she's important. She likes combos. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you the chapter ahead of yours really leaned into the really the got into the combos and, and I was like you, that's cute. Yeah, you didn't do much to dissuade us from continuing to to be to super combos. into combos. Yeah, what are your real life thoughts on combos? Com um, you know what? I think I've only had them once once or twice. I don't think I was a huge fan. Right. But that's okay. me. I think I had some peanut butter ones, and uh, they were fine. You know. Okay. Didn't get sick. <laughs> it didn't make me physically Look, ill. I didn't. I didn't vomit, so everything's fine. <laughs> so thumbs up. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to? You want to talk think, about the process or? Uh, yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. No, because I, I keep I keep wanting to give away things in the next chapter, and that's yeah. Not yeah. I know it's it's hard because I'm I'm really anxious to read the you know and. The whole kit and caboodle. I don't know. Yeah, and hear it all. Yeah. It's so fun that we got all of our authors yeah. doing, doing yeah. the audio. It was super fun. Are you going to do another um, like volume? Another batch. We'll let the we'll let the fans decide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, fans! I say well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, it's either the fans or like I mean, because this one has taken so long for us to to actually get around to doing but like i moved in the middle of the year and like all yeah. kinds of other crazy yeah, the shit, world but... almost ended I yeah mean, and we right. were all about to die there for a minute it's um, great it's great that um it's really wonderful that white supremacy has stuck around so that uh this remains it's relevant charming um, it's adorable <laughs> it's helpful to our creativity thank god because uh, now i have something to be creative about yeah. So yeah. We're all what would, very, we're what blessed. would what would art do without white? <laughs> the good news is it's just it's you know it's it's spiraled out to all just any number of like really dumb and self destructive behaviors that like this could be about anything at this point. Yeah. Like it, it started could, I like it that. started out as like a you know what I'm sick of Proud Boys, and now it's it could I mean it could just be goddamn anything at this point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just no. in general, like, hey, you know what sucks? Assholes. Assholes. Uh -huh. It's just the bad guys. It's yeah. just a like evergreen dark. allegory here. Yeah, it's gonna be perfect. <laughs> what about you, Susie? What else is in the in the pipes? Uh, where can people find you? Track you down? What's going on? Oh what are gosh, you moving? Um, moving to Laurel Canyon. So uh, where can they I'm find you in Laurel, Laurel Canyon? Laurel, yeah, moving to Laurel Canyon at the end of the week, and that's I'm not packed, and oh. I have um things of that nature and i have a podcast called perpetual crisis it's it took a little break but it's back and that's um you can hear it any on any social media platform and that's Great. um basically what it is perpetual crisis because that's kind of my life uh and i have a web series called infinity and betsy and that you can find that on youtube or on uh instagram it's cool. wonderful yeah you know it's cool infinity and betsy yeah Great. You've never watched it? No. Hey, she's your friend too, dude. Come on. You know what? You're not. Now I'm Clint and I are friends. Upgraded. I'm going to go watch it right now. I spend so much time being possessive of my friends. I forget to watch their So Squeezing too hard, Evan. I had a line on Curb Your Enthusiasm this season. Oh, that's real fun. Is that season 10? Season 11. Jesus Christ. You can't even keep up with your enthusiasm. Crazy. This last David's season, 107 last years old. When we started this project, awesome. they were on like season eight or nine. Yeah. yeah I, I basically I basically had didn't have my grown-up teeth when this started. 
I only had baby teeth. <laughs> but um, thanks to the tooth fairy money, I got a computer. And I, I'm talking to you now. All right. well, so... I'm glad we waited. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> 